to this week's episode of Feminine Hijinks, where we're here to reinvent the other side of 40 with sass. Crass. And kicking ass. And kicking ass. That's We kicked ass twice. We did. Because there's did. just never enough kicking ass. There's not. There's no shortage of asses that need to be kicked. <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one. Yes. In more ways than one. Well, my it. name is Angie Bailey. And I'm Special Agent Sideboob. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. That's my code name. Don't tell anybody, okay? It's a secret. Shh, I'm Susie secret. Schubert. <laughs> Special Agent Sideboob. Oh, my God. I love that you keep getting targeted for Special Agent FBI jobs. I know. I was telling Angie, I mentioned that on one of our shows a while ago, how, you know, you sign up for LinkedIn and they tell you what kind of job you should be going for. And they keep sending me this FBI agent thing. And it just makes me laugh so hard. I mean, not even, you know, the first thing is that they want someone of a certain age. And I'm way above that age range. So obviously, <laughs> they don't do their marketing very well. But just the whole thing, like who I am and how never in a million years for so many reasons would I be an FBI agent. Yet they I really know. want me, man. They just keep sending it to me. So keep Angie yeah. said, I'm, I'm special agent side boob. And I love that because... Side boob is a great word. And also, we always say like the side things we do are called side boobs. And I yes. always have a lot of side boobs going on. So I am. I'm a I, special I'm kind of wearing side boob today. I know. Look at that. No bra Angie. Woo! She just showed me her side boob. You know, <laughs> Something when you're, to behold. <laughs> or beheld. So, but I'm, or, or beheld or beholden. <laughs> I'm abreast to that situation. Uh, uh. <laughs> Hey, when you're working from home, let them fly, man. I know. So I just felt like today I don't have to go anywhere. So I've got my my cat tank top on. I like they're, it. They're wearing little glasses. It's really cute. Well, it's a bra and off kind of day. And, you know, there's always that joke about when you've had a busy day and you come home and you just can't wait to take off your bra. And people mm -hmm. will be like, hey, you want to meet up? And it, that the code is like, nope, the bra's off. I'm staying it's home. Off. And even the yep. core man will say that now, which I love so much. I'm like, hey, you want to go to this? And he's like, no, sorry, the bra's off. That's like the code, you know. <laughs> oh, God, I love that so much. I'll have to he's add that into my agent side boob vernacular. Yes, the bra's off. The bra That's code. is off. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, the bra's on <laughs> my radio. How they always have, like on TV, how the, the agents and the spies are always like, you know, doing the bird calls to let somebody know that somebody's coming. I could do the liver lip. Yeah. <laughs> to tell you something's coming. I don't know what. I don't know. Liver Problem is no sandwiches. one else could do it back at me except my son. He's the only other person I know that can do the liver lip. How proud you must be. So proud that I passed oh. down that, you know, part of my genes. Maybe it's a genetic thing, like how you can roll your tongue. Some people can roll their tongue. So, yeah, some people can just do the liver lip. Oh, my God. I don't know. But, yeah, today on our agenda, as women, makeup is often a big topic of conversation. And we thought we'd 
put in our own two cents on the topic. And I'm excited because I went to, to make notes. I don't wear a lot of makeup and I not, never really have, but I went and made a lot of notes and it, it appears that I have more to talk about than expected. So good oh, news. Oh, that is good news. Cause yeah, I thought yeah. this will be fun because I am someone that wears more makeup. I'm not crazy about it, but I wear more makeup than Angie does. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we'll have these two sides of the story. Like, you know, it'll be kind of fun. So I'm very curious to hear all about your vagenda today. Yay. 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 But before we go on, I'm so excited about our poof today. Ah, and had this great idea last show. If you were listening, we were both talking about things we'd been watching lately. And we were like, okay, you watch the one I just watched and I'll watch the one you just watched. And then we'll talk about it for our poop. Mm -hmm. So we're having a shared poop stall to stall. Stall to stall, passing the TP if needed. Right, because we're married now because our poop is at the same time, just like when you were on the swings together as a kid. Yes, yes, So we're yes. going to share our marital poop. Our marital poop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who's so. going to go first? Ah! What? Well, you go first. Okay. Um, so I feel a little guilty about this exchange because I literally feel like what Angie had me watch changed my life. And what I had Angie watch <laughs> is something she'd probably rather forget. <laughs> I didn't say that. I want to wait for my turn. But oh you go God. ahead. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, though, you guys. So I don't know if you remember, but she talked about watching the documentary Mucho Mucho, Mucho, Mucho Amor. About Walter Mercado, who I have to say, I find very strange that I have never even heard his name spoken until you Mm -hmm. talked about this documentary. I hadn't either until I saw it on Netflix and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. But man, everybody knows him. How is it even possible? And especially as much as we love flamboyant people, people that are into, you know, metaphysical stuff. How could we never have heard of Walter Mercado? I don't know, because he can't even get through the Miami airport without being stopped. I know. And Howard Stern told him he's like bigger than Jesus. I know. How is that possible? I don't know, but I'm in love with the man. (laughs) I am so in love. In fact, someone recently asked me about a mentor and I'm like, I have a brand new one. It's Walter Mercado. Um, <laughs> because honestly, this man. So you guys will have to watch it. I'm not going to like explain what the whole documentary is about. It would take too long. But basically, there is this fabulous man who from the day he was born felt different, felt special. And And he just ran with it, you know? He just was himself. He danced. He acted. And he kind of stumbled upon this whole astrology thing. He was really into it. And it it came up in this little show he was on. And then all of a sudden, bam, there's this show where he's he's talking astrology every damn day. Think about that, Ange. Coming Mm -hmm. up with material every day. And apparently, people stopped what they did. And this was more in the Hispanic community because Mm -hmm. he was Hispanic. and they, they stopped what they were doing and had to like, shh, 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 wait, you know, Sagittarius is coming up. I got to hear Sagittarius. <laughs> and he would go through everything. And you guys had just have to, even if you don't want to watch the documentary, look up Walter Mercado and see this man. He was this beautiful vision of this androgynous. Liberace vision. looking. 
Yeah, like he kind of looked like this Liberace dude, but he also looked like your grandmother. Yes. yes. And, and he wore these capes. Like, I just, I, I can't even put into words this guy. And he's the kind of person that you would look at and be like, oh, my God, look at the plastic surgery. Look at, you know, how flamboyant he is, how he's such a show off. He's so vain. He's this or that. But you watch the show and you realize that was not him at all. It was all about not being able to contain who he was inside. And he needed to share that with the world. And he was so innocent and so full of light. And all he wanted to do was share that. And it Mm -hmm. just gives me goosebumps thinking about it because it's just one of those wonderful things where... You, you get your first impressions of something and then you realize, you know what? No, that's not what this is about. Um, one of my favorite quotes he had at the very, like toward the end of the documentary, and I can't remember if I'm saying it verbatim to what he said, but he's basically like, I used to be a star and now I am a constellation. He is. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. I love it. I love it too. It's fantastic. So we it's should so good. all try to be constellations, you know, for ourselves, for others. So, you know, I don't want to take up the whole show because I could talking about Walter Mercado and this know. documentary. But it's just, I love the way you put Angie too. It, it has all the drama and the glamour and like the, the, uh, oh, what's that word when you just like have to see the inner workings of something of the Tiger King? Yes. But yes. yet the complete opposite of just making you feel good and inspiring you to be yourself no matter what other people say or think. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, try to love everybody. That's a hard one. Yeah. But he did it. He did. And he was so positive about everything. Like he would not people would try to corner him and get him to say something negative, And he never, ever, ever would. And I just think. No. And, yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, some people took advantage of him and some. But it was just like he really just maintained his inner glow the entire time. And I know I, it's such an inspiration. And again, you look at him and you think, oh, this silly guy. But. Wow, he made such an impact and such a change in the world because you think about that culture is very macho. You know, Uh the Hispanic culture, the men are very, you know, it's all about the machismo. And of course, I'm generalizing. I don't, I'm not part of that culture, but from what I've read, what I've seen. So for Mm -hmm. them, and there have also a lot of them tend to be very um, conservative, religious, a lot of Catholics. So. You think about both of the things. He's very androgynous, very woman-like in a lot of ways, and also into astrology. And so Mm -hmm. these people who are so probably conservative in so many ways embraced him like... Yes. I love that. I love love it, too. So thank you, Angie, for telling me to watch that. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad it was my assignment. I would have watched it anyway. Well, mucho, mucho amor. Amor. I know. And I'm ready to buy. Have you seen? Of course, I had to look up all the swag. There's so much Walter Mercado (laughs) swag on Etsy. There's a candle, of course, like a saint candle with his face on it. Oh, my God. I'm like, I need it all. So if anybody wants to send me a gift, if holiday (laughs) holiday time comes, just send me anything with Walter Mercado on it. 
just saying, if you have this, like, just need to send me a gift. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, okay. So then Sue's had me watch a movie, too. <laughs> and it was called Vivarium. Which makes and me think of Barium. Barium Enema. Oh, my gosh. I kept calling. <laughs> I kept thinking it was. I kept trying to look it up. And I said, is it Vicarium? Is it Vibrary? I, I, what? I couldn't remember. But I really liked it. <gasps> I'm so glad. I thought it was really good. It was like a like a movie length Twilight Zone episode. Totally. I, I don't like horror, especially like slash jump scares, blah, blah, blah. But this was sort of like, you know, it was like a, a, a mind movie and it, and, it, and it ends leaving you like wondering what's the meaning like because you could just you could decipher so many different meanings and i yes. went online and you know i won't spoil <laughs> anything but you know and I, I read interviews with the director and like other people trying to decipher like what it meant yeah and and i and i found it it's that kind of movie where you're at the end you want to google what did people think that it meant um yeah but uh yeah it starred jesse eisenberg um, who's not one of my favorite people, really. I mean, he's fine. I liked the the female lead. Imogene What's her name? Poots. Poots. Yeah, so you... <laughs> Poots. So you agreed with me that he was miscast for this? Yeah, he was kind yeah. of boring. He was just bland. But I she agree. was a really... She, she did a good job, though. Yeah. So yeah. just sort of in a nutshell, without giving away spoilers, this young couple... And what else I loved about it is it was... You know, it, it seemed to be set in, in England or Ireland, but then there were a lot of people that spoke like American English, yet they drove yeah. on the other side. It's like, like even like the location of it to me felt like there was just questions. Like you really weren't sure where you were or what was Which going on. Which I kind of love about that because it's more of a statement of like, this isn't a specific place, you know? Right. Exactly. So this young couple wants to look, wants to buy the first home. So they go and visit this real estate um, office and the guy working there is a total creep show. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my God. God. Isn't he just <laughs> a total creep show? And so and he, 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 so he takes them out to look at this house and they drive into this neighborhood and every house looks exactly the same. The clouds look fake in the sky. All of a sudden it's like, there's, it's like dusk. Like it's just a weird. So, so they go weird. inside and they are looking around and he tries to give them champagne. They don't want any. They go up to the bedrooms and there's a baby's room that's already like decked out with yeah. the color blue. And then they go into the master bedroom and there's these night shirts laid out. I mean, it's just like really strange. And so they want to get out of there and they turn around and the guy's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. And then the craziness happens. They and they, they can't, can't get out. They of there. can't get out. They drive. They drive. He gets up on the roof to see how far they are. He can only see those houses as far as he can see. They try to drive out of the neighborhood. Every every turn, they end up back in front of that house, and they run out of gas. Like, and then and then a baby comes, and then they have to raise this baby to be released. Yeah, release is a very it's a it's a term that can be interpreted <laughs> lots of different ways. So I'll tell you, if you're afraid of scary movies, don't be afraid of this. I thought I couldn't look away. I thought it was really good. Like I don't wouldn't give it a ten, but you know I would. Right. I I I I didn't feel like it was an assignment. Like I really enjoyed it. Good. Yeah, I thought it was very unique. That's what I liked about mm -hmm. it. Like there were so many unique things. It was kind of a 
<clears throat> a, a new sort of thought, like, you know, something I had never thought about. And yeah. I really came away, and again, I don't want to give too much away, but I came away with the feeling that it was just very much an artful statement about um, just the whole human society of living in these homes and mm-hmm. having to have this and have that and everything be the same and everything be perfect. And what does that really mean? And be careful what you wish for. And just a lot of just interesting interesting points got brought up and I thought it was very well done with a lot of the things that they did and all I will say is that child was creepy as shit too oh my his voice ew his voice was and then he kept screaming like it was just it was he was creepy af wasn't he yes oh my god he was was. and then like the 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 level at at which um or the speed at which he grew like i mean everything yeah. is like uh, weird and and crazy and yeah it's and the just, whole time yeah. you're just going what the hell is going on what and you kind of get the gist at the end you get sort of some answers but it's still very vague and well i'm really glad mm-hmm. you liked it i look at those films too as they're not something that, oh, I have to watch this all the time over and over. They're not like this huge award-winning thing. But I love movies that kind of make you go, hmm, and really yeah. make you think. Like, sometimes I'll feel like, well, I don't know if I really liked that movie. But yet, the next few days, I can't stop thinking about it. And then mm-hmm. I tell myself, well, then then it was a successful movie because, you know, we watched a really creepy movie you would hate called Hagazuza last mm-hmm. night. <laughs> And it deals with witches and all that kind of stuff. And it's like subtitled. There were maybe like 10 words in the whole movie. Mm. It was very much an artsy fartsy movie. And when I finished it, of course, the core man, who's like my Norwegian square, he's like, that was ridiculous. That was stupid. I can't believe he watched that. But yet I keep thinking about it. And it has been making me think, you know, I prefer movies that are very character oriented like it builds mm-hmm. the character and you really love the characters not all movies are like that and they those no. kind of movies that aren't don't tend to be my favorites mm-hmm. but i still appreciate artsy fartsy movies for what they are oh, for the scenery too. and again you know the way that they tend to make you just feel certain ways and just question for days what's like going the on light, the lighthouse yeah Yes, I loved the lighthouse. That was so good. So, and there's like not a lot of um, of uh, dialogue in it. Like, there's so much of just like a still shot. Yes, and exactly. And Corman has not watched that, and he doesn't care to because he'd be annoyed and frustrated by it. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. wouldn't say Vivarium is to that degree of of no. randomness at all. It's definitely more of like a just kind of follow along whatever but it still does leave you with just thinking about mm-hmm. it and yes. I love that and me too so thank you so thank yeah you. so that Vivarium that's really not we have to do that again like trade movies that like maybe you might not normally just immediately pick or me you know but and we yeah. know each other's taste and so I think that's uh, I love that idea I, I would it. know not to make you watch The Exorcist because I won't no. even watch The Exorcist, but Hell I might no. make you watch Lord of the Rings. Oh, you know that's shit. coming at some point. I know it's coming at some point. But it has can... to be when we can be together so I can push you, tap you awake. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be fine. I just, maybe we can watch it in the morning when I have some coffee. <laughs> That'll be good. That'll be good. So, yeah, so Mucho Mucho Amor is on Netflix. Vivarium is on Amazon Prime in case anyone is interested. 
there you go. So I suppose we better get on. to our main topic. Yes, definitely. Um, but I just want to mention real quick, if you want to try a new deodorant, Lumi has New Scents Coconut Crush and Clean Tangerine. These are all natural deodorants. They last for 72 hours. And they've got such fantastic smells. So go to FeminineHygienePodcast.com, click on the Lumi ad. And if you order something, you're entered for a free drawing of Lumi swag. I think Walter Mercado would have loved Lumi. Oh, yes, definitely. I and think I wonder if it was in that in all of those homes in Vivarium. It could have been. Yes. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe Lumi Vivarium sponsored by Lumi. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're going to talk about makeup now. Yeah, we're kind of making uh, it up as we go along. Yes, we are. See what I did yes, there? Yes, we are. Yes. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Cotex, <laughs> <laughs> beyond a shadow of a doubt. Oh, God, I forgot about that. So, yeah, so take us into makeup. You're the makeup lady. Ah, well, I know it's just something that I like to dish about with my girlfriends. You know, what do you like? What have you been trying? Um, if you ever read any magazine or anything like that, they're always looking for the holy grail. If you see mm -hmm. that, if you're looking at like reviews on makeup, it's the HG of foundations or the HG of lipsticks or whatever it is. Um, and I just find it so fascinating because obviously all of this stuff is very just uh, depending on you and your skin type and what you like and what you don't like. So just because I say I love something doesn't mean you will. Right. Totally. But I still think it's really fun to kind of share helpful tips mm -hmm. or things that we love and maybe people will share tips with us. Yes, exactly. I love it. Yeah, I really, um, when I grew up, my, my mom said I couldn't wear makeup till I was 16. That was her rule. I could wear pantyhose when I was 15. Oh, God. And I You're could like, wear makeup when I was 16. I wanted to wear them pantyhose, oh, man. I that was know. back was in so the day. Glamorous. Suntan. Suntan. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but, um, so, but I did sneak around and, and wear makeup when I went to middle school, and that's why I got pink eye. Yeah, I got I used somebody's gray um, <laughs> eyeliner on the school bus, and I ended up with pink eye. And then I I told the story before, but right. I mentioned it again how I would put on makeup at school and take it off before I came home, but then it was school picture day, so my school picture had all this pink and blue eyeshadow. <laughs> And so my mom found out because, of course, she ordered the school pictures. And she's like, what's all this Star Wars makeup? <laughs> like she's, she's like, you look like Star Wars. I don't, you look like Star look Wars. Like what does that even Star mean? Wars. <laughs> I love that so much. So oh I totally got busted. And my eighth grade busted. picture looks like Star Wars. Yeah. Ah, it's funny. I don't remember actual <laughs> I don't remember actual rules about makeup. Maybe I had it, but I'm I'm maybe I'm blanking it out. But the first thing I remember about makeup is is loving these those giant eye pencils that were really thick and they were really frosty. And yeah. that's probably the first like real makeup thing that I would wear. I would line my eyes with that. And then, mm -hmm, you know, mascara. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was the shit. Look out, oh, Bonnie yeah. Bell or whatever they call it. Here I cover yes. girl. Here I come with my sparkly giant, you know, and actually I still love shit like that now. But, you know, it Do was you like remember? Robin's egg blue. 
Yes. What's Do you that? remember how you could get like, this was like kind of like the record club or the book club. You could like sign up for this makeup of the month or whatever. And they would no. for free send you like a giant palette of all this different eyeshadows and shit like uh, that. Yes. No. Yes. It's a good thing. I didn't I, know about that. Oh my God. I would tell it. Well, I did the book club. I did the, I did anything that I could get for free in the mail. And then <laughs> I would try to do my best to cancel it right after. So I wouldn't have to buy anything else. <laughs> It's kind of like me with a craftmatic bed. Just wanting I was going to say the... it all started with that craftmatic bed. <laughs> it did. It did. But yes, I used to get those and they were fantastic. Or like the little Avon samples of the lipsticks. Remember how little they were? Yes, that's right. Yeah, my mom, of course, had the Avon lady and she would come over and I was so excited if I could like get to order anything, be allowed to order anything. But of course, anything we ordered, like we talked about before, were those little perfume pins or yes. something like that. But it wasn't really makeup. But you're right. My mom would give me those little sample things. I forgot all about those. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah, God. Those that was so much fun. fun. Yeah, oh, I loved it. Yeah. I lo- my mom always wore makeup. She's and she always knew how to put it on. Like she always looked good, you know. And so I, I don't, I don't know that she even really taught me how to put it on. I kind of figured it out in the middle school ladies' room. I don't know. Well, you know, now that you mention that, I don't remember my mother wearing any makeup. Like she had the huh. Avon lady come. I think she wore lipstick, and I think she wore a little blush. But I can't remember her putting eyeshadow on. Maybe she did. I don't remember looking at her like you did and say, oh, my mom is wearing this makeup. She looks great. You know, ever. Yeah, right, right, right. So she was very subtle mm-hmm. about yeah, her yeah, makeup. Yeah. And, you know, she was probably too busy getting gifts to to save for the next Christmas to put oh my in God. The, the suitcase that went under the bed. And she had tons of those, like, <sighs> bottles of men's cologne that were shaped like cars and things like that. Yes, yes, my uncle had those. <laughs> oh, my God. My grandma, um, I would go to her house, and this was from a young age, and she had this big, um, it almost looked like an apple basket, you know, that they yeah, had yeah, yeah, in yeah. the fall. And it was filled with all her makeup, and she would let me play with her Ooh. makeup. And so I was little, and I would be, I would have so much fun. It was like the best time ever. And then, as I told you at one point, I, I bit the lipstick because I wanted to see how it felt in my teeth <laughs> when I bit it. Wow. So, yeah, so that was, but but I loved, I always loved playing with it. Remember those, those like big Barbie doll heads and you could put oh, the makeup yeah. on them? And you could style their hair? Yes, yes. Those oh my are God. so cool. I, I never had one of those. I think that was another one of those coveted toy things Me that too. like a friend had, but I didn't have. Yes, yeah. I can still smell it. It had a specific smell. I can smell it right now. Like that plasticky Barbie smell. Yes. Totally. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. That's so funny. So do you feel like then you must have because I know you don't wear a lot of makeup now. So do you feel like you definitely went through a stage when you were younger where you wore a lot more than you do now? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was in high school and college, I wore, you know, like foundation. I never really wore blush much foundation, eyeliner, mascara, always bright red lipstick, always, always, always until recently when my hair, I let my hair go gray and now the pink looks good. So now I wear pink lipstick. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of just, yeah, I I think when uh, I started working part time, maybe I stopped doing the eyeliner and I just, I Uh, mean, now all I wear is really mascara, underline concealer and uh, lipstick. 
Is that sure? Yeah. What about yeah, you? Because I think for some people, makeup is sort of a chore. Like, why do I want to do all that? And other people, it's like their expression. They have a lot of fun with it. You know what I mean? Right. Like they can't totally. imagine going a day without. That's my daughter. She's very artistic and loves to come up with these cool eyeshadow combinations and all this stuff. Um, but it was so funny. I'm sure I told this story, but I remember she was doing my eyeliner once for a um, party where I was dressing up. And she was doing like the big, thick, like winged eyeliner. And she was like having a really hard time because she's like, well, I usually don't put it on people with this many lines. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks. I know. I had to All laugh. Right. But I'm like, that's mean, but true. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I have a hard time with it, too. Um, oh, well, like I said, when I was little, I didn't wear a lot. You know, I would do the the liner. I would do probably some blush. I think I did used to buy like that that liquid, uh, what do you call it, foundation. You know, it was always hard to find. Mm-hmm. You know, you always looked kind of orange. And then yes. I would always do some kind of lip gloss. I wasn't ever like a lipstick person when I was young. It was more like the gooier and sparklier and more bubble gummy, the better. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And then as I got older and I got like into my rocker days, it's funny. I really was, even though my, my makeup was more dramatic, it was still pretty minimal. It was just like mm-hmm. black eyeliner, no blush, because of course, you know, vampires don't have rosy cheeks. <laughs> exactly. So no, exactly. maybe some powder, but no foundation, no blush, and bright red Aveda matte lipstick. Mm. That was my makeup back in the day. And, you know, probably mascara. I, I don't know if I mentioned that. So eyeliner, yeah. So it wasn't until later on, and, you know, then I had kids, and who wore makeup when they're home with their kids? I sure didn't. Right. Mm-mm, no, no. But I'd say it's just within the last maybe 10 years I've had more fun experimenting. And again, like it's so funny because I was talking about makeup recently and the corner man's like, you don't wear makeup. And I'm like, yes, I do. So <laughs> I guess I don't wear enough that people really notice my makeup, which is good or bad. I don't know. But I do really yeah. enjoy. I have a soft spot for those palettes. Those eyeshadow mm-hmm. palettes, because to me, mm-hmm. it's like playing with a box of crayons. Like I never got over that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I yeah, I love that. I love. I don't. I haven't worn eyeshadow in years and years and years and years, and I feel like, in a way, I'm kind of too old to not. I don't feel like I'm too old. I feel like. Uh, I would like to get a makeover. I would like to see what somebody else does with yeah. my makeup because I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, with that I kind know. Of stuff. I know what you mean. It's like, we don't want to call ourselves too old, but there are certain things. Like, I know for me, if I try to wear bright red lipstick now, it looks Mm -hmm. awful on me. It looks makes me look like walking death, like I'm trying to be, you know, Liberace or something. Yeah, (laughs) It's just, you know, and as much as I still, you know, with my faux hawk and all that, love being out there and dramatic, I also want something to just look good. And so Mm -hmm. I would not. So that is an aging thing, I think. Our skin changes as we age. Uh, And, you know, the tone changes, the look of it changes. And so certain colors just don't look good anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Totally. Yeah. No, I agree. But I I would love to see you with some eyeshadow on. I think you could do it very naturally and sparkly. Like I could see you with some really beautiful sparkly eyeshadow. Well, maybe someday when we can get together again, you can give me a makeover. (gasps) 
love that so much. Well, you know, we talked about my friend Jen is a fabulous makeup artist at the Matt Counter. And we were going to have her do a makeover and then COVID hit. So we haven't been able to go do that. Um, so someday we'll get a professional one. But it would be fun to kind of play that too, play yes. around and do makeovers. And you should do mine too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. It'll be like sleepover time. Totally. Oh my God. So do you have any like favorites that you, that yeah, you use? Yeah, I, I have some. I don't know. Some in, okay, I, I really like matte lipstick, but sometimes it's just dry. And my lips yes. get so dry. But I did find the uh, uh, L'Oreal brand of matte, and it's the color is called Miss Magenta. And it's and it's and it stays very creamy and I don't have to it doesn't make my lips dry and it's just it's perfect. So, yeah, so I really like that right now. Um, And then, you know, when I used to have black hair, I would use this root touch up stuff. It was like a, a little brush. And it looks like eyeshadow, but it's like black. And so you can brush it on your roots. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, then shortly after I grew everything out. And so but now I use it for my eyebrows. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. And it's so much better than a pencil. It looks it doesn't look drawn on at all. And um, and so I use it just to kind of, you know, give it a little more color and shape and whatnot. So that's just sort of a little a little hack, I guess. Uh, It is a hack. I like that. What a great idea. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I use, I just like Maybelline under eye concealer is not anything fancy. Oh, 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 I do like um, the, uh, what is it called? Um, Maybelline Pump Up Mascara. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, my eyelashes are not that noticeable generally. And so this really does do a good job of pumping it up and it makes a difference. So pump it up, baby, pump it up. up. So that's, I mean, I just, I don't spend a lot of money on makeup. I I usually find something I like and I sort of stick with it. And sure. It's kind of like the, the you and the underwear thing, you know, it's like <laughs> I, I just I just use what what works and try not to. But if I found something that was expensive ish that worked better than anything else I've ever tried, then then you would you know, do it. I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. What was it that long ago that you I used and you loved it? Oh, that sparkly Mac lipstick. You ended up yes. um, ordering that because and it's not something you would normally do. Right. Or spend right. that money. It ended up looking really blue on me. Oh. It's weird. Like, I think I'll try it again. And it felt a little bit dry, but I'm going to oh, try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's actually some, especially if they have glitter in it, they can be kind of dry. But there's this, of course, and you buy another product, right? There's like a lip primer that kind yeah. of smooth, you know, makes it more moisturizing before you use lipsticks like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there is that. I um, know. I used to use the Aveda lip primer, and then now I just put like um, lip balm on underneath. <laughs> That's my Fancy. thing. I can't live without. I have to put chapstick on every night before I go to bed, or I can't sleep. I yeah, cannot stand the feeling of dry lips. Ugh. Me too. The I agree, hundred percent. Worst. Yes. Um, Well, I will say I have finally, after years and years and years and years, found my holy grail of foundations. Mm. I have never been a huge foundation person. Like I said, when, you know, when I first started wearing more makeup in the 20s, my 20s, not the 20s, you know, back in my previous life when I was a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I... uh, 
I never wore a lot of that because I always felt like it looked fakey and weird and whatever. Mm -hmm. So as I've gotten older and I've tried a lot of different things, I love me a BB cream, which is Mm. kind of like it's a foundation, but it's not so thick. And you can get what's interesting is you can get full coverage BB cream. You can get BB cream that's just kind of sheer and just kind of smooths out your face. And that's kind of what I used to use more. But now I've discovered it's called Jane Iredale. Have you heard of that brand? Mm, No. I found uh -uh. it at my salon I used to go to. So it's kind of one Mm -hmm. of those that you're not going to find in Target or you're not going to find. I don't even think Sephora carries it or anything. But it's all Mm -hmm. vegan and cruelty free. So it's all that good stuff. And what I love about it is it goes on so nicely. And especially if you use like a primer, it's SPF 25. So if Uh I wear that all day, I don't really have to worry. I've got all that covered. Literally. Mm -hmm. Literally, and it just yes. has a very, even the full coverage has a very natural look. Like, would you say you notice I wear foundation, Ange? No, uh-uh. No, no not at all. And you use such a tiny, tiny bit goes a long way that it lasts forever. So it's like 30, 35 bucks, but it's going to last you for months. So to me, yeah. it's totally worth it. And then yes. I usually do do like a powder over that, like the MAC uh, with a brush. Mm-hmm. I just powder over it just because I like a dry. I know the dewy look is supposed to be in. But as a child of the 80s, 70s and 80s, I've never been into that dewy look. (laughs) (laughs) An old rock star, you know, you got to have that pasty, masky or matte face. So no, no dewy look for me. And then I'm a MAC lipstick girl. And I tend, I try so hard to go out of my box and try different shades. And I always end up using the same shades. Uh, Very rarely do I go outside the box with that. But I also just recently discovered an Origins lipstick that I love. It's called mm. Blooming Bold. And oh, nice. uh, it's very natural looking and it, it feels really good. So I love, I do recommend that. And then as far as the, uh, like I said, I'm obsessed with the, um, what do you call them? Palette. Palette. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I do spend money on those. I go to Sephora or Ulta and it's like my playground. And I love the Anastasia ones. Those are my favorites. Because the fact of the matter is, if you get a cheap palette, it'll work. But it's like, you know, having the rose art crayons versus the Mm -hmm. Crayola crayons. (laughs) There's a difference. There is a huge difference. There is a huge difference. Yeah. Like if you use the nicer palettes, they stay on. They don't soak into your skin. You know, they're still Mm -hmm. there hours later after you put it on. They last longer. So you do get more for your money. Um and, you know, the thing about palettes, they get you because you use like half of them and the other half you don't even use. Yeah. But, but they're fun those, to look at. They're fun to look at. And with the Anastasia or Anastasia, however you say it once, I do tend to use most of them. So there's my tips on products that I love. And I'm curious to hear what other people do. Or What was the, what was the discovery that you had, Ange, that you were like, I have more to say than I thought I did? Oh, well, I mean, just that uh, I wanted to talk. I mean, I talked about how I used to play in my grandma's makeup. That Aww. was fun. And then um, just about the how I use the 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 thing with the root color <laughs> deal the thing. Oh, and then I tried cat eyes and I can't do it. But that's all right. <laughs> I love those memes that are like, 
you know, I tried to do the the smoky eye, and then they end up looking like a raccoon. They were punched. God, <laughs> that would be me. That would be me for sure. That was so much fun talking about makeup, and I can't wait to hear what we have happening next week. So, yes, next week we are talking about something called the gig economy. What is the gig economy? Well, you'll find out more next week. But Angie and I are living it, and we're going to share kind of the pros and cons of what it's like to be living that gig economy pre-COVID, during COVID, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. If there is anything in between, I don't know, but we'll find it and we'll talk about it. (laughs) We will find. We will talk about all the betweens. That's right. Right? All of our betweens. All the taints. And that taint no lie. It ain't. Yes, yes. And you can find us every Monday talking about girly stuff and other things <laughs> on FeminineHijinksPodcast.com. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and Facebook, and Instagram, and Patreon. Look for us. We're there. Yeah, if you would see me, guys, I don't know if I've said this already, but I like do a little dance usually while she reads off all of the places that we are because it's like kind of a little chant where you can find us. I love it. Yes, get into the groove. Yes, we're happy to chant for you. (laughs) And we want you to come hang out with us. So tell us what kind of makeup you're using and if you wear any makeup because, you know, we're beautiful with or without it. That's right, sister. All right, so we'll see you next week. Love another indoor sports. XOXO. Bye. Bye.